Welcome to Ismail is a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with the dirty boy, Josh Hemo. The dirtiest, actually. The dirtiest boy I know. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast where we talk about SpongeBob, and it's our privilege to give you these nice little life lessons that we get from our favorite sponge and just deliver them to you in this nice little podcast form. Um, this week, we are checking out season two, episode 13, Shanghai, and Gary takes a bath. <laughs> Act one. Okay, so this episode is a weird episode. Josh and I kind of ran into a little conundrum because we were about to record. And he is like, oh, which ending did you see? And then I was really confused. So when this episode first originally aired, it was marketed as You Wish. Nickelodeon was basically like, you get to pick the ending for this episode. So if you watch that version of this episode, it basically starts out, as Patchy being like, you're going to pick the ending of this episode. This episode, this cartoon has three endings, and then that ending is going to be stuck to this episode forever. Um, so there's like nice little bits where Patchy's like uh, by waiting, the phone. Waiting by the phones, yeah. Like waiting by the phones, and they're doing like all these different things. And then there's three separate endings. On the other version, the one I actually saw before Josh let me know that I was dumb and I was watching the wrong one. Got bamboozled. I got bamboozled. Uh, <laughs> Patchy's like, I picked my favorite episode for us to watch. And then, you know, it goes into the episode. And at the very end, they just like show Patchy. And he's like, thanks for watching. It's it's weird. But basically, it's, the it's weird. premise yeah. of this episode is SpongeBob just chilling at home. And then an anchor hits his house. And he's like, oh, no, the sky had a baby. <laughs> and then the anchor hits Squidward's house, and this pisses off Squidward so much, he decides to climb the anchor, and SpongeBob and Patrick decide to join him, and they turn out to end up on the Flying Dutchman's boat. And the Flying Dutchman says, well, if you step foot on this boat, you are serving the Flying Dutchman for forever and ever. Now, in the You Wish version of this episode, there are three different endings. SpongeBob and Patrick steal the Flying Dutchman's eating sock, and this eating sock prevents the Flying Dutchman from eating them. But what he ends up doing, he says, I'll give you three wishes for the sock. So with these three wishes, two are wasted, and finally the three alternate endings are on this last wish. So Patrick, when he gets his wish, he basically wishes for this gum that will never lose its flavor or everlasting gum. And then the Flying Dutchman eats them, and then they have minty fresh breath for the rest of their life. In ending number two, Squidward gets a wish, and he wishes that he had never met SpongeBob and Patrick, and the Flying Dutchman just ends up being like, surprised, they don't know you, and then SpongeBob introduces himself to Squidward, and it's kind of like a little loophole genie situation, and then they still get eaten by the Flying Dutchman. And then the third wish, which is in the final episode, so if you see the Shanghai version, it is SpongeBob being like, oh, I wish that the Flying Dutchman was a vegetarian. And then the Flying Dutchman turns them all into fruits and tries to blend them into a smoothie. So that was a little longer than I wanted to say for our synopsis, but it was a very special and different episode. And I vaguely remember the voting situation, but I do not remember the multiple endings. Me either. Like watching it, I definitely remember like Nickelodeon doing this like call-in thing. And I think it probably did at mm -hmm. some point. Um, but I definitely do not remember either the other, like Patrick or Squidward's ending 
yeah, I was really super confused with once Josh told me everything, I was like, oh God, like how do I not remember this? But it was a while ago. So if any of you uh, remembered this or did not remember this, please let us know in an yeah. email. Because I would really like to know if people actually remember this alternate ending situation. Um, so I have some bad news, Josh. What? I do not think at any point that you as a viewer pick could pick the ending. I don't think so either. I think it was very much one of those promotional branding Nickelodeon bullcrap like most corporations do where they give you the illusion of choice and they pick for you. Oh, yeah. I think you could definitely tell by the quality of each ending. Mm -hmm. um, SpongeBob's like quality in general for his ending is so much better. Like it's much more it's better animated. It lasts mm -hmm. much longer than either the other two. And I think it just kind of show that like it was always going to be SpongeBob who won. Yeah, and then like the endings are almost identical in the actual ending frame. It's the Flying Dutchman with like a full belly, and then just like they're like the remnants of their clothing on this plate, and they just changed the voiceover. You could tell. Yeah, it wasn't even like animated. So, yeah, yeah. So like the only part that was animated was like the parts where they made their wish. Which were horrific, by the way. So if you do get a chance to watch the You Wish version of this episode, yeah, Patrick's like think he has to think his really think hard face. to figure out his thinking face is horrific. It gives yeah. me nightmares. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be burned. That's gonna be burned <laughs> into my retinas till I die. I mean, I I feel bad for the dude. Like if he like imagine the kind of faces he makes, like when he was in school <laughs> at all. Like if he had to think about anything, his head would explode. Yeah. He has a little toaster brain. I love that, that his brain is actually just like a toaster. <laughs> to get us kind of on a discussion point, I wanted to ask you, do you think working for the Flying Dutchman would be fun? I think that it could be fun. There's there's a certain element about scaring people that is actually kind of fun and enjoyable. I mean, you of all people should know this. If you have been <laughs> to Omar's place <laughs> in New York, there's a good chance that he's probably scared you <laughs> It's fun some... every now and then, yeah. especially when I'm drunk. I'm just like, this is the time to do it. Yeah, no, it is fun. That's like that's like, I feel like whatever bastardized version of Halloween we have now, it isn't all <laughs> true to whatever it was back in the day. But the fact it's just about like being scary and stuff, I always thought was really cool. So I think I I, did, I think I would enjoy it. I think it would be pretty fun too, because it didn't seem like they were doing any like real work. No, they were just like going around being like, rar. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just really bad at it. But it's okay. SpongeBob and Patrick have their own version of scary. Would refuse to go through the perfume aisle though. No, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, that that Brave whole souls. scene. Uh so that whole scene where like SpongeBob and Patrick have to go through the the perfume department. Yeah. Um I think has given me an unnatural fear of that area of like cuz I remember being like multiple times in like Dillard's or like Macy's or any of those other big department stores. Yeah. And I I really avoid those spots. Oh yeah. Subconsciously. Not even like, oh, I don't want to like do like I avoid like I'll walk around the edge of those things. Yeah. I don't know if you're like that, but that's it's uh I feel kind of it makes me feel like I got brainwashed a little. Yeah. I mean I definitely grew up with like the mom that would like test their perfumes on you they're like come here let me spray this on you oh, and God. i feel there was a turning point where like 
suddenly I like, I couldn't handle it. I'm just like, oh no, that like, I can't breathe when you do that. It's like awful, whatever. I wonder if this episode played into some sort of weird psychosis. <laughs> I mean, it definitely did for me. Like yeah. I probably still walk into a department store and be like, mm, no, thank you. Avoid Hard the pass. Perfumes. <laughs> Which is weird. Cause like I would get my mom perfume for like mother's day a lot. How would you know what it smelled like? Well, uh, I just trusted other people's <laughs> opinion. It worked out. One that w- was surprisingly smelled really well was uh, the Paris Hilton perfume. I don't think oh. they even make it anymore. That one smelled pretty oh. good. She's not really relevant anymore. Yeah. Oh, well. Sh- shout out to Paris Hilton. <laughs> shout out to Paris Hilton. R.I.P. Paris Hilton's career in, in modern mainstream media. Oh, well, she's still rich. Yeah. <laughs> I do really like the idea of interactive episodes, though. It's something Netflix has tried to do. Mm-hmm. And I have you have you tried the Bandersnatch Black Mirror Bandersnatch game? I was never a huge into Black Mirror, so okay. I never did it because I'm not into like that kind of like. I like the storytelling. I like that idea of storytelling, but yeah. I wasn't really into the idea of like a more thriller based story, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, just fair. And like, I, I kind of liked it. it. It does. It just kind of takes you out of it in some way though, to be mm-hmm. so interactive with like a thriller or horror story kind of puts you out of the moment. Like yeah. I, they try to do that with black mirror being like, Oh no, you're in control. Like this is all part of it. And all the world are like, whatever makes sense for the narrative. I find it different than like a choose your own adventure book where you can like see all multiple things all at the same time. Yeah. Whereas like video, it's very much like you have to watch it and that's now you've gone too far deep, like too far in before you can go back and reread again. Whereas like when I choose your own adventure book, you can like just look ahead and be like, Oh, now that was a bad choice. And then you go to the next one really quickly. Whereas yeah. like for video, I don't think that's a possibility. It's like you could spend, 10 to 15 minutes on one section and then you're like, oh God, I can't go back because I already wasted 15 minutes of my life yeah. on this <laughs> It's a weird concept, but it was interesting to see that they would try to do that with like a kid's show because I don't remember that really happening on any other kid's show. But again, I guess I didn't really remember this. So I really loved in this episode, The Fly of Despair. Oh, I feel so bad for Squidward. <laughs> I, I really don't because, okay, oh. here's the thing. <laughs> In the fly of despair, all it is is him flying downward, like perpetually, right? Yeah. Um, while like a bunch of jacked up stuff is happening around him. And I feel like after a while, that form of torture would just get really boring. I guess so. I I feel like it changed. Like when we first see it, it's like a bunch of weird, like scary creatures. Then mm-hmm. it's like a fiery pit. And then when we flash back to him before he gets teleported back to the Dutchman, he's like yeah. flying through spaghetti. Yeah. So I wonder, maybe it has a weird fear of spaghetti. Maybe it plays on your fears. But like, I don't know. I feel like after a while, you'd just be like, okay, this parlor trick is cool. I'm done with it. Okay. I can see it. I guess. Because you're, fa- you're falling like for forever. It's not like you're afraid of it. the death, right? It's not like you're afraid of hitting <laughs> yeah. the ground, right? Yeah. And it's not like those things are hurting you. They're just really freaky looking. Yeah. Just close your eyes and I just, I'm just going to fall in perpetual <laughs> darkness. Do you think that that's that's hell? That's like the Dutchman's version of hell. Yeah, I was I actually wrote that down. I was like, he basically threw him in hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's what hell is like, if I'm just falling through like a a green screen looking thing of spaghetti, I think I'd be okay with that. Could be worse. <laughs> yeah. I also like how Squidward did not give two shits when he was 
pissed off. He was like, I'm going to complain so hard. And he climbed a whole rope all the way up to this ship. And oh, yeah. He was just, he was pissed and he loved it. And even, even after he found out it was the Dutchman, he was being so sassy. And he was like, oh, you're part of me crew. And he's like, do we get business cards? And then boom, fly of despair. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he got the best of it. He didn't have to do any work. He's just like, I'm going to fall and, and scream. Yeah. I guess which is like pretty normal for Squidward, actually. He gets tortured, it seems like, on a daily basis. He gets the worst end of every stick. So should have expected that. This episode has one of my favorite like daily quotes that I'll have from like SpongeBob where he's like, you're good, you're good, you're good. And I can't tell you how many times like, I'll be helping someone park and I'm like, you're good, you're good, you're good. And then other times I'll be like, you're good, you're good. I don't know. I like, I quote that almost at least four times a month. That's definitely iconic. Yeah, I remember I still like say it all the time. And that's like the first little lesson I got from this is like, learn how to park. <laughs> I feel yes. like it's not like a big thing. They, they, it's, sometimes they tell you like you have to parallel park depending on where you are when you take your driver's test. But I definitely mm-hmm. didn't. I had to do like a three point turn or something. Same. I feel like parking is like one of the hardest parts of so for some people, like one of the hardest parts of driving. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that more education should be spent on teaching someone to parallel park. Yes. And park in general, because I've seen so many people just try to park and they just have the worst, the worst times. Go to any mall slash department store parking lot and you'll just see how awful people <laughs> are at parking in general. Also, I feel like parking spots should all be angled. I don't like the parking spots that aren't angled. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. Like, they just makes your life 10 times harder. And I think it actually helps with like flow of traffic and parking lots too. Yeah. Like if all those spots are going one direction, pe- people aren't going to like run into each other going head on. Right. Yeah. Unless you're that idiot who goes down the wrong lane. Yeah. And then in that case, at least you know who's at fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how this whole episode just goes on a tangent based on like SpongeBob trying to find like a prize in his cereal box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a random like for me it's perfect for the episode or just like for spongebob in general that he's like i'm looking for a toy boom big anchor hits your house and then it's like wackiness from there the sky baby hits your house Man. um do you Spon- remember toys oh, in yeah, your okay. cereal boxes i do remember or like the spoons sometimes they that give change you color spoons out yeah I don't think they do toys anymore in cereal boxes. I don't think so. I don't think I've seen that in a long time. I wonder why they stopped. I remember Taco Bell for the longest time for their kids' meals. They did video games. Like you had like a floppy disk. Yeah. And you put that in your computer. That was the best. Or like sometimes they did like the really tiny CDs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where it like had one game that's one game or like two songs on it. Yeah. (laughs) I miss those days. Shout out. Days of excess. Um, I love SpongeBob's like he does like a magic trick when he's being a ghost and puts like his fingers behind his head and he like twists them out and he's just like, Ooh, it remains a mystery. And I remember I used to joke around like that. It's fun to do that in front of kids, like little kids that don't really understand how basic anything, anything works. object because they're too dumb. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good uh, party trick for them. It was good. Your drunk friends. You're really how do you, wasted friends. How do you how do you feel about um the how kind of how how like of a chicken 
uh, the Dutchman is when it comes to scaring people. Like he had the option of scaring like that big bulky dude, and he chose to scare this little kid instead. I know he like really pussed out on that one. A hundred percent. I was like, you could have just. I think that guy would have been just as scared. And it's not like the Dutchman is. It's not like he can die. No. Or getting in, or like be in pain. I think maybe he wanted to show off in front of SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah, I feel like he's just lonely most of the time. I don't think a lot of it like. Who has a rule book that it's like, oh, you're stuck on the Dutchman ships forever? Right, exactly. Like, that sounds like just a, a cry for help. I do think, though, like, when you look at that situation, sometimes I think little kids are harder to scare, especially nowadays. Like, they're so, like, I don't know, like, desensitized, I guess, to certain things. That, like, I know when I was scared of stuff, like, when I was growing up, like, I, I gremlins were terrifying. Like I saw that movie <laughs> once and I was like, this is awful. Jumanji used to scare the crap out of me. Yeah, it's like little simple movies like that. But now kids nowadays like have games on the iPhone or like all those stuff. Like even cartoons that are Or that like have Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights, yeah, yeah. Which is like supposed to be a kid's game, but it's not at all. Like I would have never played that game as a child. I would have cried. Right, exactly. It's just kind of crazy to me that so in my head I feel like maybe the big bulky guy would have been easier to scare compared to this <laughs> little kid. Speaking of very, very freaky things, I don't know if you noticed, but I definitely recommend anyone who watches this episode again, watch SpongeBob climb the rope and look at his legs. They're like noodled, noodled around. Yeah, they are. Like it's his left leg is like, okay, so every other person on that rope, so Squidward and Patrick are drawn with like the rope in between their legs. Like they're like kind of like a saddle, like a horse, right? As it should be. But SpongeBob's left leg goes on one side of the rope and wrapped around. I don't know. I was like, why did they draw him that way? I feel like it's a subliminal message. Also, I'm very uncomfortable with the way his leg is bending. Yeah, same. That's like, I noticed that right away when I was looking at them climb. I was like, oh, your leg is like a snake, like wrapped around this rope. It's so weird. It's creepy. God. It's freaky. <laughs> um,. How did you feel about seeing SpongeBob and Patrick as ice skating? <laughs> I was like, champions. I was like, this is where uh, Blades of Glory got their idea. Hundred percent, right? exact. I was like, this is a hundred percent plagiarism from SpongeBob Blades of Glory. I do like how muscular Patrick was, and then like how toned their butts were. It's an and then when they're back too. in their bunk, they have like their little ice skates hanging. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. The, that whole like recruitment, the Dutchman just regrets every single moment of it. And I love that SpongeBob and Patrick's pureness can just make someone so upset. And I think that's really like the heart of like SpongeBob and Patrick's friendship is that they're, it's so pure, it's so innocent that even when you try to corrupt it with the flying Dutchman, you just can't. You can't. Too powerful. Oh, you guys ready for the bubble break? Really excited. We're going to stick with the theme of, you know, kind of wishes and stuff. And I want to kind of know what our wishes would be. So we're not going to go in and do three wishes each. But I think what would be more fun and more of a talking point is to do two wishes each. One wish has to be materialistic. And the other has to be kind of conceptual. Like you want world peace or something like that. Okay. Got it. So let's start with you. Uh, we'll go back and forth. We'll start with the materialistic. So what what would be your materialistic wish? My materialistic wish would be like, I wish 
I had like a wallet or like some type of object where like whenever I reached into it, I would have exactly the amount of money I needed. Ooh, I really like that. It's it's a wish I heard a while back, and I think it's like one of the smartest things because then if like imagine you have like a like a wallet and you just open it up and you're like, how much was that? And they're like three thousand dollars, and you're like, cool, and you just hand out like, oh, here you go, here's three thousand dollars in cash. So although would I it, would be very afraid to show anyone that situation. So would it be an endless supply of money? Like you wouldn't have to make money for the rest of your life. You have always have this money. You have exactly how much you need. Okay. And that's like what makes it fun. Okay. Although it would be hard to, I don't know how it would exist in the digital world. So maybe I can update it where it would be like, kind of like a credit card, but like a, I guess a debit card. A never ending, an endless bank account, basically. Like an endless bank account. Yeah. I think is like, because with that, you could do so much. Oh, yeah. You know? And I don't know how it would work into like the IRS situation, <laughs> but I don't know. You could be as poor or as rich as you want to be. It's pretty good. I like that. Just I like, like that I want to buy like groceries. Boom. You don't have to be crazy. You just be like, cool. Groceries paid for. Nice. That's good. I really like that wish. Man, man. You got to live up to it. What's yours? Think hard now. I think I, <laughs> I'm going to steal from your, um, uh, superpower talk last time or a couple <laughs> weeks ago but I, I really would like I don't want the ability to teleport but like I don't need the superpower but like having a machine teleportation machine would just mm -hmm. make like I'd be able to travel wherever I want I wouldn't have to deal with airplanes and if you know my life I have the worst luck when it comes to flying yeah the whole reason we're recording today is because Josh's flight got cancelled yeah because <laughs> for some reason I'm cursed so like I f and I feel like it would just be cool. Like if I want to go visit my family, and I'm living here. Like I could just pop, just pop in real quick, and like see him. And maybe I think I that teleportation's cool. the best power. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah, for so, everyday use. So I think that'd be super, super cool. And look, it won't even have to be like a full-on machine. I feel like a lot of people think like teleportation machine it could be like an Apple Watch. Apple Watch, yeah, Apple Watch, or like a little, little, little pad. Yeah, and like Stewie Griffin had like a little pad when he had his like time machine or whatever it was. <laughs> See, I like small and discreet, so that way people are like, they can't steal my stuff, you know? I would like, yeah, I think the Apple Watch size time machine would be pretty cool. Or uh, teleportation. teleportation boop, boop, boop. Beep, boop. <laughs> yeah. I'm at your house now. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to take the subway. I would save so much money on transportation, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could be like a drug smuggler. Oh, 100%. You could be rich. <laughs> All right. Your conceptual wish. All right. My conceptual wish. Conceptual is really hard. Um, I don't want to do something generic like world peace. I think yeah. my conception... We don't want to help the world. That's just well, like a yeah. lame way to use your wish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's my super villain in me talking. <laughs> um, I think that I would wish that we as a society would have focused more on science. Mm. and exploration stuff and see how the world would change because it'd be kind of cool by the time that we got to like right now like 2020 that we were already like going to the edge of the galaxy like on spaceships or we had teleportation machines so i think it'd be cool to see what to wish conceptually again like advanced techno or advancement in sciences if we would have focused on that and less on like war and weapons and stuff like that 
I like that. Yeah. Um, it got me thinking that I think my wish would be, I don't know, I'd be in, be- I'm in between two. Like my wish would be like to know what happens for the world to know what happens when you die. Uh huh. Because I feel like that would be very like eye opening because if nothing happens when you die, then. Imagine all the weird like religious stuff that would just have to end because it's like, yeah. well, this is all our faith is based on. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like if you find out that like, you know, there is some type of afterlife where your energy is like transferred or something like that or you, yeah. I don't know. Or I could be like a nicer and I could say like, I wish that when we do die, like this is how it happens. Oh. So you could be like, oh, I wish that, you know, reincarnation could happen, but you remember your past life. Uh-huh. Then you, I think you could get, you could like, I don't know. I feel like our society or like our people would develop in a really cool, interesting way. I think that there'd definitely be more, it'd be more peaceful for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good like solution around the whole world peace thing is like if everyone just kind of knew what happened and like there was either maybe there's a punishment or or there's not like people would just live their life in a more fulfilling way, I think. And then like you could have like a whole life where you you're an asshole yeah and then you die and then you boom you're back and you can start again you can continue being an (laughs) you know yeah or like think of all the rich people who like have never ever felt like any type of bad situation because they're so rich any kind of like poverty or yeah and then they're reincarnated as like a broke as hell person yeah they remember what it's like to be rich or the other way around you be like a a rich person that like you know exactly i mean like a poor person is now rich yeah and i think that'd be pretty cool too because you just get more well-rounded people i think people would be a bit easier to like relate and empathize with each other be like oh yeah i went went through that in like past life number four i get that i got you boo (laughs) oh yeah yeah i my orgy lifestyle was definitely cycle seven cycle seven (laughs) for me yeah i was i was a little slut Cycle eight when I started doing cocaine with the orgies. That's when things got crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's why this cycle, cycle nine, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot calmer. World peace for everyone. Act two, Gary takes a bath. It's a very very complex storyline. Super complex. Uh, SpongeBob tries to take Gary a bath. He doesn't want to, and so shenanigans take place, and it ends up SpongeBob's the one that needs to take a bath at the end. Super complicated, crazy episode. <laughs> well, compared to the first act of this episode, I can see why the yeah, and, second and act s- of this episode is a lot simpler. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, I mean, when the first act first premiered, I think I saw on the wiki that it wasn't paired with Gary takes a bath, but now since it's canon that it's the SpongeBob ending, they mm-hmm. paired it with Gary takes a bath. So I think that was their plan all. I mean, it was their plan all along. Like you said, there was no choice ending. It was just a special whatever. Yeah, and it's like sad to think about it like that. But looking at the other endings, I'm like, none of these are flushed out absolutely. compared like the last one. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But I do kind of like the 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 fun of this episode though we don't really get a lot of gary episodes so i really enjoy it when we get to see him yeah just being gary um but i would like to know how do you think that gary is actually one of the smartest people in bikini bottom i think so i mean yeah. we saw it in the dream episode where like there's so much more sentience in gary and i think he he just uses the fact that he's a snail to get away with it oh 100 percent. i 
definitely see that in this episode. He just like outwits SpongeBob at every point. And, and he I guess, was also reading a book. Yeah. Snail jokes. <laughs> snail jokes. And I was like, oh my God, he's becoming more sentient. <laughs> he's becoming stronger. He was even able to set up that trap in the tree with the, like, the, the uh, record player and everything. And I, I forgot to mention it in, in last week's episode, but, you know, SpongeBob actually did that to Sandy too. He did. So, like, yeah, halfway Gary, there. <laughs> yeah. Gary uh, probably learned it from him. Yeah. Or maybe he learned it from Gary. <laughs> That's uh, the sound of everyone's <laughs> minds exploding right now, Josh. We can't hear it, but we can feel we it. We just felt, I felt, felt the, the, the vibrations. The aftershock. <laughs> the aftershock. Um, were you a bratty kid? Like, were you kind of like Gary where you just didn't want to take a bath and you just didn't want to go to sleep? You just did whatever you want? I had the opposite effect like i when my parents put me in the like shower i would sit in there for hours i'm still like that as an adult but yeah. like i pay for water well and i don't pay for water <laughs> but like i pay for things like that and i care about the environment more so i try to limit that but like and then some people think this is gross but i love taking like a shower but sitting down in the bath like laying down in the bathtub huh. i think it's the best mix of like being relaxed in like a nice hot like warm like environment environment like yeah. you know like people take it's like a, bath, a sauna right? yeah well people take baths all the time right yeah and i just feel like that feels grosser to me because you're like you're sitting in like your own soup yeah whereas like with the shower i feel i don't know if it's less water it feels like it's less water but when you're sitting down in there like you're just being rinsed off constantly it's fair you know? yeah but like you get that still that warmth of a bath but like not sitting not your the own commitment suit. of the of the bath yeah <laughs> i totally get it and i think that's actually more common than i thought it was because i've heard a couple people say that they do that i had never heard of people doing that yeah um but i was like super against sitting in the bath or, or like in the shower or even taking baths up until like two years ago mm-hmm. and i took a bath i was like i'm a firm believer that you should shower before you take a bath i don't believe a bath is a good way to bathe yourself yeah and i think that's like a cultural thing too because i'm pretty sure that like the bathhouses and stuff in like japan like you have to like clean off first before you get into the bath with everyone mm-hmm. else and stuff um could be wrong but pretty sh- pretty positive is how it works that is super relaxing it's crazy how relaxing it is to just like chill out and like warm hot water on you yeah and you're just like man you just like so relax especially like if you had like a rough day it just oh yeah mellows out all your muscles just have a drink sitting right there with you yeah it's fine shower beer (laughs) when i was younger it was really bad like my mom had to like check up on me because like i would she would wake me up in the morning and this is also another reason i I shower at night Mm -hmm. she'd wake me up in the morning and then put me in the shower and then my like little bratty would like sit in a corner with the shower and like i would take a full-on nap in the shower (laughs) and she would have to like check in on me and make sure i'm not like drowning like with my mouth (laughs) like a like a turkey staring at the sky Sky. when it's raining (laughs) imagine but it just kind of reminds me is like stuff when you're a kid like taking baths or going to bed or like getting socks for presents and stuff Mm -hmm. it's something that you learn to appreciate a lot more (laughs) when you become an adult so i just i don't understand people's obsessions with baths oh it's just like i don't know like i feel like you need a certain 
size bath to really enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't know, like I have a friend, I'm not going to call him out, but he's like 6'1". And I see like Instagrams of him, like his feet, like outside of the tub, like taking a bath. Like mostly I see like a lot of women will typically take baths, but like usually they're pretty small. Like this one girl I know, she takes a lot of baths and it's like, like four, she's like four, she's like maybe five, two. So she probably so fits like, pretty she probably comfortably. Fits pretty nicely in the bath. Yeah. But like this other guy, he's like six, one, six, two. And I'm like, how are you comfortable right now? Yeah. Believe like, me, your I'm bathtub like, doesn't look that deep. I'm not. I'm like five eight, five nine, and like even when I take baths, I still have to like put my legs up because they don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> All and like... then, also like I think this should be our last bath, like yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> tangent. But like, I feel like all like my bits and pieces don't stay under the water. I feel like it's not deep enough. Like I, I need like a pool. Yeah, it's it's like that's why I think that's why hot tubs hot hot tubs actually exist is for you yeah. to do exactly what you're doing in the bath. Yeah, exactly. Like I prefer a hot tub. Yeah. That. <laughs> Did you catch the whole SpongeBob don't drop a don't drop the oh, soap joke? Hundred <laughs> percent. He's like, just oh, like, look, don't the drop balloons. these. Don't drop these. Again, I love these like two adult, adult jokes. <laughs> also very creepy because technically that's like a. A lot of people don't like talking about it, but like, don't drop the soap is basically just like a rape joke. Oh, 100% is. Yeah. It's just like, and it's so casually like thrown around in like modern media and stuff like that. But it's like, it's a, just a mainstream rape joke, which is so creepy to think that like SpongeBob has it in there. And like, I get it. Like, it's society, right? Yeah. It's changed. But it's still like weird to see it in a children's show yeah well i think like the concept of prison is so distant we talked we talked about this before yeah. it's just so distant from everyone's mind so like a prison joke about dropping the soap is kind of like it's never gonna happen to me so it's fine it's like yeah. but it is it is a little like gross <laughs> to be doing that um do you like do you how do you feel about subliminal messaging <laughs> oh yeah um i i mean we were talking about the the department store thing. I feel mm -hmm. like that's subliminal message. The perfume department. Yeah, thing. scare kids. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the idea of subliminal messaging, but mm -hmm. then again, I don't know if I've been subliminally messaged. If I've done, if they've done it correctly, right? Right. Government probably got you. I mean, that's got probably how they get me to eat my veggies. What do you think the subliminal message SpongeBob was trying to like hide when he that hillbilly girl showed up? I have no idea i was i thought it was like some type of tangent of like you don't if you don't bathe like you'll be this hillbilly girl do you think it has anything to do with like his prejudice towards texas and stuff with sandy at all i could see that yeah he does have you know some learned societal behavior that he could he could work on yeah especially when it relates to people of redneck culture or hillbilly culture he's good about it because he apologizes he's, he's like, like i'm sorry you had to, to see that, that. <laughs> i also like how mr krabs could hear so well that he just like the next person who takes the, like a bath and then boom mr krabs is in and out so do Which, you think that's a superpower of mr krabs or do you think he spies on everyone in bikini bottom in order to figure out opportunities to get money i believe the second one more Okay. I don't think Mr. Krabs is a superpower, but I do think he's so obsessed that he would be like, if there's money I can be had, I want to know about it. Yeah. It's like, 
like the mafia or like a godfather. <laughs> like I want to know what's going on. He says this house cameras everywhere. I wouldn't put it past him, honestly. I do like SpongeBob's whole when SpongeBob does like the whole mobile bath situation and all like the puns and he's like oh, something dad to jokes sh- to share with you. Dish is more like it. What are you waiting for? Solid dad. Time, dad time to clean up your act. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then very much like on the dad vein where he's like, this may be a free country, but you live under my roof. All of that. Yeah. He was like scolding <laughs> Gary just like a kid. Like, I'm pretty sure my mom has told me all of those things at some point in time. I was sitting on the couch recently and I was just like spacing out. And then I was like, huh, snails. Are their shells attached or are they not? And I Googled it and they're born with a shell and it develops into like an actual shell. So it's like, it's not like a snail is a slug that just like found a shell. It's attached to their body. So when SpongeBob throws Gary at the wall, he broke his body. Gary should be dead. That's what I wrote. Yeah, it's like, didn't he just kill Gary by splattering him on the wall like that? And it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like it at all. But I also, since Gary lived, what does that mean? Is he really a snail? And it could go back into like this whole like theory of, it, of him being smarter than he actually is. Maybe he's not a snail. Maybe not. Maybe he's like a slug or another <laughs> type of aquatic mammal that like just happens to be able to live inside a shell. I'd really like to deep dive into a uh more gary theories i really like gary as a character he's really cool so it's nice um he has a lot of like a hidden talent yes he does (laughs) um i thought like the whole spongebob spraying water like the bath water at gary and like him cleaning everything while he was doing it was pretty good but so terrifying he's like screaming while he's like spraying water it's like this big massive hulking thing that's screaming at you (laughs) that's one uh lesson i had is if you're trying to convince someone to do something sometimes it's easier to like not come on so strong yeah because i think he should have just been like hey gary come over here and then boom chucked him in the bath right um yeah i think there's like a lot of spongebob being too forceful (laughs) in this situation and i think it's like I'm, i'm not a parent so i can't say but i think there's a lot of times when like tough parenting and like trying to like outsmart your kids to get something done doesn't always work yeah and then sometimes kids are just dumb enough to you tell them to do something and let's do it yeah you know you don't need this elaborate plan you can just be like hey if you get in here i'll give you a nickel but it's like and i guess it doesn't have to be a parent to say it but even like being brothers big brothers or like sisters or like babysitting is that every child is different so learning how to adapt and understand how this child will respond is a good thing and you know you gotta learn how to hustle man yeah exactly like i'm sorry if your kid's smart enough to not fall for the simple tricks but you gotta come up with better tricks exactly or just give them a bath when they're sleeping yeah or just wait for them to get sneaky enough that the other kids at school make fun of them and then then they'll take a bath Mm -hmm. (laughs) shame always works um and speaking of taking baths and cleaning like a good lesson i was like clean behind your ears but also in general, just like there are a lot of parts of your body that you should just make sure that you get, you know, pay attention to. It's not just like scrub, scrub, all done. It's like give yourself enough, like a good, like three, two to three minutes of like scrubbing down at least. Yeah. 
I I will admit that I do not give as much attention behind my ears as I as I would like. I stick to uh the T zone. I think I feel like most people when they wash it's like armpits, chest, genitals in that area with the parts you can reach with your arms and then you're like, "Okay, cool." I think it's the was, rest. <laughs> I just think I was like listening to like a uh, radio sweepstakes once or something and they're like what's the one part of the body people forget to clean like most consistently do you have, do you have a guess i would say your butthole Mm-mm. it's people's feet they they don't wash their feet because they're like oh, if i'm taking a shower like the water and the soap that's run down i don't have to bother I, like i'm pick- very much pro residual cleaning of the yeah feet. like i clean like i'll do like a clean of my feet like once a week, like a solid okay. clean. But like I most of the time I'm like, it's the water and the soap runs down. I I wash like my body from top to bottom. So like wash shampoo first <laughs> and then you like the rest of the soap will get its it's like get in there. Hi. Yeah. What about between your toes? You nasty? My toe oh well how nasty are your people's feet? Like that's what my question is. It's like how like- gross are your feet that like like I gotta scrub like with a hardcore loofah. Oh uh, no! I just like get in there with your like, hand, at least between the toes. <laughs> my toes are not that dirty. <laughs> I, I have I've yet to have any complaints. Fair enough. Big lesson time, Josh. Oh, I'm ready. Throw it at me. What do you got? Okay, so I got a little something a little bit like took me a while to think of something more concrete and like. More, more deep thought here, um, but it was be careful of the heights that you climb in like Ooh. reality and in like conceptual. Um, and we see that in the first act that they climb that they end up climbing that rope and get stuck on the Dutchman's boat and like that isn't great. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they get in trouble for that. And then in act two, in a literal way, SpongeBob gets stuck on the tree because he climbs that ladder to go after Gary. Don't climb anything. Don't that's climb what Josh is saying. But like in a conceptual way, it's like if you aren't prepared to like climb like the corporate ladder or like the la- like ladder su- like success at work or or like social situations at all, like do what make sure you're doing what you're comfortable with and not overwhelming yourself in a situation mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's like pretty. I like that. Yeah. What did you get? I got. Appearance really affects your reputation. Ooh. Because, right. you know, Squidward was talking mad about the Dutchman's boat. And I think that is, again, that's the Dutchman's aesthetic is like creepy, gross, and disgusting, right? Yeah. But, you know, Squidward did have a point. Like, nothing's been clean. It's dingy looking. Like, and I think that that applies to, to, our personal selves a lot because i definitely grew up in a family that was very much like we have people coming over we better clean and uh our intern fatima likes to make uh jokes that whenever she'd come to my mom's house she'd be like my mom would be like oh sorry for the mess and then my fatima would be like oh it's like really very clean i don't know why she says that but but sorry for the mess you know yeah so um, also just literally with the second act, it's all about Gary being clean and he wanted to be like a little stinky snail, which I mean, again, like you were saying, 
the shame eventually will set in. Hopefully, society will be like, <laughs> no, you smell really bad. I do think that's that we as a society care a little bit too much sometimes. I feel like we overwash, maybe. I, I read somewhere that you're not actually supposed to be showering every day, which a lot of pe- people find disgusting. Yeah. Um. And people still shampoo every day too. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my mom and dad about that. I was like, oh, I have shampoo every day, and they like freaked out. They're like, oh, you're not being clean then. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, shampooing every day is very bad. Yeah. Ask a lot of people, but I, I, I jump back and forth. Sometimes I'll shampoo. Sometimes I'll, I won't. Do so condition every day. If you condition your hair every day, it still smells good. Kind of cleans no. it. I can't give anyone a uh, beauty advice because I don't know <laughs> what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> But yeah, I do definitely like, I do think, but just keeping yourself looking good. That's because that's, there's a whole And your thing. definition of good is, you know, it's sliding scale, but yeah, at pres- least presentable in some yeah. way. Yeah. I don't care if you look ugly, just try to smell decent. Yeah. Because again, it's like first impressions are a big deal. And if you like reek <laughs> or mm-hmm. if you like look slobby or whatever, like that's, it's hard to live that down, especially in work circumstances. Yeah, you're especially if you're in close proximity to other oh, people. Hundred percent. You you stanking up the room. No one's gonna want that. You that one nasty person there. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Uh, if you have any comments, suggestions, or maybe you want to tell us how many times you shower or uh, do your hair or whatever, then <laughs> you can send it to us on ismaidispodcast.com or email us at ismaidispodcast at gmail Follow us on all of our social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure you share with your friends and your enemies. Yeah, take yeah. a hint from the first part and call in, <laughs> yeah. so to speak, and tell us what you think. Yeah. Uh, comment on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We, we might feature it on the show if you, you know, say some nice things or some mean things. Bring up some good topics. Know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh. To play us out this time, okay. I think it's just best to really honor the first act of this episode. And I want you to howl with me so we can set the seven seas ablaze with fear. Let's I'll start. Do it. Little, <clears throat> <laughs>